No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schaap. We're continuing to talk about the World Series that wrapped up Wednesday night in Houston. Remarkable World Series in so many respects. In our previous segment, we spoke to the Washington Post, Tom Boswell, who's been covering baseball there since, I don't know, the Harding administration. Uh, we're joined now by one of ESPN's great baseball writers and reporters, Jeff Pass. And Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Jeremy, and it's always good to uh, pick up Tom Boswell here. Now, you've made it clear, though, that you're very tired. This hasn't been just an exhausting World Series for those covering it. It's been an exhausting World Series watching it. I mean, there's been a lot of tension, despite the fact that there weren't a lot of close games. There were a lot of firsts. There was a lot of history here. It seems like a million years ago, frankly, that we were... um immersed in the Brandon Taubman controversy, which uh, w- which took place, the incident took place when they won the NLCS or the ALCS, I should say. I'm old school. I feel, still think of the Astros in the National League. Um, what have the last 10 days told us uh, about about the Washington Nationals? I think that they've told us that this this promise that was made – you know, almost 10 years ago now when Steven Strasburg and Bryce Harper were drafted, in back-to-back years, that the Nationals were going to be something, that they weren't just going to be this vestige or appendage from, from the Montreal Expos days, but they were going to be a fully formed and functional franchise that operated like a big market. And, you know, you'd seen all these disappointments. You'd seen all these unfortunate bow-outs and losses in the division series. And I was at the wild card game this year, Jeremy, and mm-hmm. when I saw Juan Soto whack that ball into right field wow. that was supposed to tie the game, and it gets by Trent Grisham, and they end up going ahead and winning that game 4-3. to three. I, You know, I didn't sit there and say to myself, this is a special team or this is a team that's going to be different. But it was definitely an intriguing team. And from the start of the year, they have always been the team that scared the Los Angeles Dodgers because of their pitching. And in the end, as great as Anthony Rendon was, as great as Juan Soto was, it was their pitching that buoyed them with Steven Strasburg and in Game 7, Max Scherzer. We're speaking with Jeff Passan about the World Series. And in some ways, although the Mets couldn't... uh complete uh, the mission in 2015. They lost in the World Series in five games to the Royals. It felt a little bit to me like that Mets team, you know, in the sense that, you know, started off very slowly and got hotter and hotter, overcame a lot of obstacles along the way, solid starting pitching, some timely hitting. Um, but but this team, um, and you mentioned Juan Soto. Uh, how's this for a well-formed thought or question? Jeez, Juan Soto. I mean... <laughs> He's so awesome. I mean, how's that for a well-formed answer? (laughs) Even better. Even better. I mean, he's an awesome (laughs) back-to-back. Listen, that's what he does, though, Jeremy. It's like he makes you mumble words and babble on. And 
He is he is so full of life. Like everything he does is just full of life. Uh, I love watching him at the plate technically because he's got this extraordinarily advanced eye. I mean, you know, he came up at 19 years old last year and and he's He's looking at the ball crossing two inches outside, and he knows it's two inches outside. It's like he slows the game down, like like he's playing it almost in slow motion is what it feels like, the way yeah. that he that he approaches each at bat. Yeah, and uh, approaches, I mean, we could break down, we could spend an hour breaking down Juan Soto alone because it's, it's the eye and it's the ability. You talk about slowing things down. He took Garrett Cole's high fastball deep twice. He had a ball almost up against the scoreboard against Justin Verlander. I mean, those are two of the best pitchers in baseball with two of the best high fastballs in baseball. And Juan Soto makes it look like child's play. And and he is just turning 21 years old. And seeing him, seeing him last night uh, celebrating and, and dancing and talking about Zach Granke, said when we got Daddy out of the game, we knew it was over. <laughs> and and I, you know, I went up to him. He had he had been downstairs. They had a they had a trophy and they had a confetti gun, and he'd just gotten blasted with confetti. And he was walking back up the stairs, and I said to him, "Hey, uh, you know, not a bad birthday, right?" <laughs> and and he started talking about how much he was enjoying drinking legally. And <laughs> he's like, I'm As trying. Does every- I'm trying everything. I love the champagne. <laughs> and I, when he said that, I was like, Wow, you know, this is like this kid is too good to be true. And and I asked him, What's your favorite moment uh, from this whole thing? And he says, When he saw his parents walking on the field, and and went up to him, and they hugged him, and they said, We made it. We made it. And and for a kid from the Dominican Republic whose mom is an accountant and uh, whose father works a middle class job and who uh, you know didn't have the greatest education and, and didn't grow up with the most money, it was a really special moment. And that's what the World Series is about, man. Literally, that when you say World Series, didn't used to be that way in baseball. It is today. We're speaking with Jeff Passan about the World Series and the first few games, terrible ratings. You know, the fact that it went seven um, uh, obviously was was a boon for baseball and a boon for Fox. You know, th- there were a couple other things going on that some people are going to remember. There there was certainly the Brandon Taubman story, which in some ways I think cast a pall over the first couple of days of the World Series as the Astros struggled to respond appropriately to what had happened in their own clubhouse. Um, and then in Washington, you know, the, the president comes to the game and their chants and their booze, chanting, lock him up. People were talking about that. Um, but, but uh, and the home team not winning a game. I mean, I mean weird, weird things and different things were happening here. Uh, what, what are the images that are going to remain most vivid in your memory? That is a really good question. And and I think, you know, I, I look back, I'm going to look back at the individual games. That that first game uh, where you had the pitching matchup of, of Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer and a really close game that the Nationals shockingly end up pulling off. You know, Garrett Cole hadn't lost a game literally in 
months, been like five months mm. since he had lost a game. And, you know, game two, Kurt Suzuki taking Justin Verlander deep and then just pouring it on. And and you go to three and four and five, and the Astros look dead in the water, and they go to Washington where there hasn't been a World Series game in 86 years <laughs> and take all three of them and hold the Nationals to one run in each game. And at that point... You don't know what you're getting from Max Scherzer because his neck is all locked up on him. And Steven Strasburg comes in and puts on an absolutely masterful masterful performance in Game 6 to pave the way for Max Scherzer to start in Game 7. And what does Max Scherzer do but go out and put on the grittiest World Series performance since the bloody sock? I mean, is that is that what we're the talking shilling, about? I mean, yeah, I mean, no, no doubt, right? Eighteen years. I mean, I mean, Jeremy Max, Max Scherzer, like, if you were sitting next to him seventy-two hours ago, and he wanted to talk with you, he couldn't just turn his head; mm. he'd turn his whole body. I mean, his neck is. Listen, when we all get oh, older, I know. We I'm, fi- I'm fifty, Jeff. I get it. You know, I, 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 I wake say, up. Our, our, we, we all have those days where we get, we wake up. And our necks aren't doing well. Yeah, I still just, go to work. I mean, I don't know. You know I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> to, see, to see Max Scherzer go out there and throw 103 pitches when he clearly didn't have the normal command that he does and, and grind through it with two runs allowed, it kept the Nationals in the game and allowed that big seventh inning that they had where over the course of eight pitches they changed history. Does... um. Does Hinch's reputation, his standing, take a hit um, with, with with the moves last night? We're speaking on Thursday morning. Yeah, you know, it's interesting um, because I think that there is a decent rationale for pretty much everything A.J. Hinch did. Uh, you look at what Will Harris had done mm-hmm. with inherited runners and runners in scoring position. You can make the argument that if he wanted to use a higher leverage arm right there, he could have brought Garrett Cole in at that point. And, and you can't leave your your best arm on the bench. But I don't, I don't think taking out Zach Greinke by any means was was a catastrophically bad move. I think that was a, a 50-50 play right there. And, he, you know, you saw in the previous games, as, as time went on, as, as he got deeper into games, Zach Greinke's, Stuff which already is marginal to begin with ends up losing some of its some of its zest. And he hung a change up to Anthony Rendon, and he walked Juan Soto, even though one of those pitches he threw was a was a strike and was not called that way. Hashtag robot umps. Yeah, we're not even getting into that. We don't have time. <laughs> and uh, you know, I let's put it this way: I think AJ Hinch knows at this point his pitchers. I think he. I think as a former catcher, he has the ability to see what these guys are doing and where their stuff is at. And could he have left him in? Sure. I mean, Dave Martinez left Max Scherzer in for for a long time. You know, past past honestly, when I think a lot of people believed he should have, but it worked out for him. And and maybe maybe the Astros are champions if that cranky stays in, but. Uh, honestly, the the idea of a furious second guessing here, I just don't think is warranted. An exciting uh, and unexpected outcome in the World Series: the Nationals bringing a championship to DC, first time since 
Fred Lindstrom and the Giants and that pebble thing in 1924. Jeff Passon knows what I'm talking about. Jeff, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Jeremy, you are the big train of ESPN. <laughs> well done. Jeff Passon.